0: Hello and welcome to the Leading in Times of Challenge podcast produced by the Greater Des Moines Partnership. I'm your host, Mike Jefferson. Thank you for joining us as we talk with community leaders from across Greater Des Moines who share their greatest accomplishments and their biggest challenges. Now, more than ever during these trying times, leadership remains crucial to the strength and resilience of our region. Let's hear from today's leader. Joining me on today's podcast, uh, she's the first African American female judge in the state of Iowa. Uh, she has now been appointed, um, upcoming on 10 years here um, at the time of this recording, be towards the end of August. Uh, Judge Ramanda Belcher joins us on Leading in Times of Challenge. Judge, thank you for taking the time out today.
1: Mike, thank you for having me. I appreciate this opportunity.
0: So for those of you that are listening, and, and actually for, for me, because uh, Judge Belcher, this is actually the first time we've had a chance to interact with each other. Uh, why don't you go ahead and, and tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, I am from a small
1: town in North Carolina. I attended Howard University, then I came to Iowa to attend Drake Law School. After graduating from law school, I passed the bar in 1995. I worked as a prosecutor for about 15 years, and then my dream became a reality when I was appointed as a district associate judge, as you mentioned, in August 2010. For the past seven years, I have been presiding over delinquent and dependency cases. And I am the current uh, presiding judge over our Polk County Family Treatment Court.
0: Very good. I appreciate you you sharing that, uh, and, and it's good to know because that will kind of help us um, as we as we chat, you know, here this afternoon. Um, so now, Judge, and feel free to answer this, whether it's from because obviously you had a lot of experience before becoming a judge, you know, um, and with whether with your careers up to this point. So. Feel free to use any example, whether it's community-based or, or related to your job. What we, we all go through challenges, and and we kind of all have those challenges that you know can either make or break us. To be uh, completely honest with you, what challenge comes to mind as you as you kind of reflect back that you thought, "Oh my goodness, I this is I'm, I'm not going to be able to make it through this. Um, I have no idea what I'm getting myself into, and and how I'm going to overcome it." Maybe talk about that a little bit.
1: One of the uh, most recent challenges that I can, can share is how, as a family treatment court, being the presiding judge with the team approach, how do we continue to provide the services to the parents that needed it to maintain their accountability? Uh, I preside over a team. The team is made up of prosecutor, a parent's attorney, child's attorney. Uh, substance use provider, mental health, domestic violence providers, and other providers that help parents who are struggling with substance use, perhaps mental illness, to safely parent their children. So once we experienced the coronavirus here in Iowa and the court system was going to remain open, uh, my challenge and the team challenge was how did we continue to make ourselves available to the parents who needed us the most.
0: Okay, and that makes perfect sense. And then to kind of to, – to piggyback off of that a little bit, um, when, I, when I talk to most people, we, we talk about, you know, they're in a normal – I guess if you want to call it that – a normal office setting. So even when they have teams, you know, they have um, get-togethers and, and things like that to where they can, you know, pump each other up and, and help get through those types of tough times. And correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like with you being a judge and working with prosecutors and lawyers and so on and so forth – that situation probably doesn't necessarily take place. So if you can share, Judge, what are some of the ways that you try to get everybody on the same page as you, especially dealing with some of these serious issues and, you know, with, with children and, and delinquencies and things like that, um, having to work with those types of teams that you mentioned, how do you get through those challenging times as, te- as a team?
1: Well, with the Family Treatment Court, I can't say that is one instance when we do all work together as a team. And okay. the Family Treatment Court is a therapeutic, peer-based, non-adversarial a program that really targets those parents who are struggling so that we can get them to a place whereby they can safely parent their children. Um, the best practices tells us that when, when those parents are most accountable particularly in their interactions with the court, we have better outcomes in terms of the length of time that a child is outside the home, in terms of when the child uh, if the child comes back back into the child welfare system, and certainly in terms of the parents being able to maintain sobriety and get to a place of recovery. So for that in that example, we do work as a team and I think it's because I mean it's necessary to work very hard as a team because we all have the same goal. We all want to, make a difference in the lives of these parents, and we all want to see these parents get to a place of sobriety so we can get to a place of reunification. Sometimes those two things may not work hand-in-hand, but it was important that we figure out how do we continue to have courts so that these parents can continue to see they have a team that continue to be wrapped around them and how they can continue to stay accountability to the court, to the team, and to each other as peers.
0: Okay, and that, and I appreciate you, uh, you 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 giving that that update um, because again in my mind I, I was like oh there's there's no way they they have Kool Aid and punch and have you know how in, in a regular corporate setting <laughs> right. when when some when times are tough so thank you for for clearing that up for me um, and now what are some of the things Judge Belcher that you may do because. Your role to me, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like it would be very, very stressful listening to some of these stories and things that you've had to listen to and make rulings on throughout your career um if you can share with us because again the the goal of this is to you know kind of help leaders in in any role, whether it's you know corporate or you know in law or anything like that, but just to help leaders figure out ways to find themselves if you will and and to you know to help them move along and make better decisions. What are some of the things that you do to unwind, I guess, to, to turn light switch off at the end of the day so that you can keep your mental health at an optimal level and come back and be a strong leader day after day, year after year?
1: I think your question is twofold. First, I think we all have to ask ourselves, why do we do what we do? And for me, the answer is because I want to make a difference. And if I can make a difference in the lives of other people, not just in the decisions that I make in their lives, but even in their interactions, their one-on-one, day-to-day interactions with me as a representation of the court, I can make a difference in that way. So I think we first have to ask ourselves, why do we do what we do, and what is the end goal? What is the outcome that we hope to obtain? So if 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 in our day to day, even for instance in this time of uh, this pandemic and coronavirus, and w- where we have had to really think outside the box and figure out how do we continue to be uh, available to those who are most vulnerable and those who need us the most, how do we how do we continue to do that? So at the end of the day, if I'm able to c- continue to accomplish that, for me, you know. I try to have that separation. I try to have a work-life balance because it is important for me every day when I come into the office that I give it everything that I have and then I do that again the next day. Uh, I I do a lot of training on trauma and vicarious trauma, so I understand how important it is to take care of myself first, even with respect to my team, when we do meet virtually virtually Uh, We have a staffing, and just the team members initially for about an hour and a half or so, just kind of getting an update on each of the parents in the program. I ask each of my team members, how are you doing? Because until and unless we take care of ourselves, it's going to be very difficult to provide a service to those that we're supposed to serve. So for me, it's important to have that work-life balance, and really just shut down at the end of the day. For years, for years, I did not take work home. And and many people who came after me in terms of uh, new judges, I would say, you know, don't, don't start to take work home. <laughs> but as I began to add more things to my plate, such as teaching, then I had to figure out, okay, how do I make sure I still have everything done that I need to do? But it's just important to me to have that work-life balance and find something that gives you joy. And you have to have life outside of whatever it is that we do professionally, at least I find that necessary because you have to be able to have joy in something and make sure you take the time to have that time to, for me, I say to to fill back up because for me, I am constantly pouring out, pouring out Mm -hmm. and I, and I give, you try to even the people that I see are the most broken, the most challenged. Uh, They find themselves at a very low place in life. So I have to make sure I, Even in ensuring justice, even in making decisions that perhaps may not be in their favor, I still have to say something encouraging and something uplifting
0: Mm -hmm. to that
1: individual. So if you're constantly putting out, putting out at some point, you have to have something pouring back in. And whatever that is for anyone, you have to have that thing, that joy, that um, something that pours back in, that fills you up again, so you can get up and do the same thing over and over again each day.
0: Absolutely. So all you workaholics out there that are listening to this podcast first, thank you. Um, and and take note of what she just said about about leaving things at home and, and finding things that you do enjoy and taking the time to to do those. Make sure you leave your work at work. Sometimes it is it is OK. It'll be there for you tomorrow. Uh, Judge, as we get ready to, to wrap up, because I know you're quite busy here. There's been, at the time of this recording, we're entering close to what? Month number four of the pandemic and and coming off of the last month of craziness with the violence, uh, you know the, the senseless killings that have taken place, um, especially in the black community. Um, do you have any words of advice or any uplifting words as we close out for people that are going through those challenges, um, maybe sharing something that you've learned from prior challenges to help them get through these challenges that we're in the midst of right now.
1: I would just say for there to be change is going to take all of us. And we all have to understand or see ourselves in a particular situation and relate to whomever is having that experience and know that we all have a role or some part that we can play. We have to listen, we have to, be, uh, we have to educate ourselves, we have to be open to other experiences and even our own experiences and our own biases and be honest about that and before we can ever begin to get to a place of making change. And then we also have to realize uh, what is necessary for change to happen.
0: Well, Judge, I want to thank you for taking the time to join me today on Leading in Times of Challenge, Uh, continued uh, healthiness for you, your team, and um, as we continue to go through these times and and get through these different challenges. But again, I just want want to thank you for taking the time to join us today.
1: Thank you, Mike. I appreciate this opportunity and take care of yourself.
0: Thank you for listening to the Leading in Times of Challenge podcast produced by the Greater Des Moines Partnership. To listen to more stories of inspiration, please visit dsmpartnership.com.